Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking the Vault with Dan Linstead. This is our first episode of 2023, and we're excited to be back with you. I wish everyone a belated Happy New Year. My name is Cindy Meyerson, and I'll be your host for this episode. Dan Linstead is on a well-deserved, well-earned vacation, which is why he won't be joining us today. I do have the pleasure of speaking with our good friend, Mark Bozinski, and uh, I want to welcome Mark to our podcast today. Mark is the CEO of Clean Data, Inc. Clean Data has been a strategic advisor and partner to Data Vault Alliance Holdings for the last year or so. Or so. Uh, however, Mark has actually been a longtime friend of Dan's, uh, exceeding uh, probably close to 10 years so during this episode of our podcast, I will be, I'll be speaking with Mark about how to talk to the business, which is a major focal point uh, for our annual Worldwide Data Vault Consortium, what we call WWDVC 2023. Uh, as has been tradition for the last 10 years, the conference will be held in Stowe, Vermont, beginning Sunday, April 30th through Friday, May 5th. We're really excited about the conference this year. We've changed up the agenda, and uh, thanks to Mark, we've introduced a business track day, which will be all day on Monday, May 1st. The change in the format and Monday's focus on how to engage with the business at all levels to ensure success in your analytic solution is definitely what Mark and I will be talking about today, uh, just to give you sort of a sneak peek into the new program. So to take a look at the full agenda and our speaker lineup, go, go to www.dvc.com. We've got quite the lineup uh, this year of speakers, and we're um, really happy to have uh, some uh, industry thought leaders and uh, longtime industry-recognized uh, technical innovators. So Mark, thank you for so much for being with us today. Uh, one of my favorite characteristics about you, uh, one that I genuinely appreciate, is your honesty. So with no further ado, welcome to the podcast. I'm going to open up the floor to you by starting off with sort of an observation and a question. Uh, Mark, uh, you always talk about not being you know, sort of a techie. So how would you describe the value of the Data Vault solution to the business as you sort of perceive its value? Yeah, great. It's a great uh, subject. And uh, let me just say at the outset here, I'm uh, really my pleasure to be on the call today. Uh, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've been listening along the way to many of them. Can't say I've got all of them under my belt, but certainly many of them. And uh, we'll be attending the conference in, uh, in that first week of May that you mentioned. I, I look forward to that as I do every year. Um, business, business value is, uh, is, oh, it's probably an overused uh, generic term as you can find in the industry. I, we, love, we love our pet peeve terms and business value uh, could very much uh, be appreciated in the sort of motherhood apple pie sense, right? Business value, it just feels good. But uh, I, I really think about business value in much more uh, direct terms. Uh, in fact, our firm, Clean Data, we sort of pride ourselves in, in helping our clients get to, <coughs> excuse me, unambiguous business value uh, related to revenue, 
new customer acquisition, uh, retaining more of the customers you, you already have, those sorts of things. And those themes resonate with, uh, with businesses around the world. In fact, they resonate with you know, non-businesses. You think about universities trying to attract uh, uh, students and have the right students and, and all the rest of it. It doesn't have to be a corporation per se, but if you think about business in the generic sense, um, I, I think there are two threads to it. One is the consumers of data have this relentless appetite. Uh, in the worst case, they're spoiled children, right? I, I want my data my way, you know, when I want it with no, with no heads up necessarily uh, in, in the prep sense. But, you know, look, as, as, as data has become a ubiquitous play, I think for organizations of all sizes, right? You don't, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a big firm to invest in, in data these days. The idea that you can turn that, uh, that, that, that data into uh, value is associated with your understanding your customers better, uh, targeting them better, upselling uh, out of a product portfolio better, those sorts of things. It directly relates to Data Vault in the sense that there's a, there's a speed of delivery so Data Vault's done right. Uh, one of my, uh, uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, appreciations for the for the taglines that you guys have over there. Data Vault's done right always implies and always necessitates the last layer, the last mile of the Data Vault, which of course is the information mart, which is built in a model that is very much on the business term, right? They this dimensional model concept is is something that they get and they 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 yearn for. So when you talk to a business user about uh, about uh, raw vaults and some of the other you know some of the other architectural components, you know the, the eyes kind of glaze over. So speed and and uh, secondarily accuracy of the data so they don't they don't want to be misled by data that's you know not right so that and that plays part and parcel directly into the value prop of uh, of uh, of data vault so I, I I would say uh, half of the equation is really about uh, making sure that the business user, the consumer of data. So this is the analyst, this is the actuary, uh, this is the manager, uh, this is the uh, you know somebody in the CFO uh, financial department. This is a marketing uh, uh, professional. People that are trying to understand their data for real, real reasons. So does the data come to me at, at a speed that I need it, and is it right? Um, data Vault done right can can afford both those things. Having said that, I think in the uh, in the organization uh, of today, there is a there's a whole other set of people that boils right up to the board of directors in a public company uh, that has to do with risk mitigation. So, can you prove to me that the data that we've got is in fact correct? Um, and that's a that's a sounds like a simple thing, but it's a it's a it's a complicated question because if you think about how uh, organizations change, org charts change. What used to be the east region and the central region and the western region now become, you know, seven different districts, and you know the the, the organization evolves. So, how does your data keep up with the changing business rule, for for lack of a better way to put it? And how do you apply uh, today's business rules to yesterday's data? You have this you have this concept that the data and the rules are all uh, all have to keep up keep up with each other. And so you better have a foundation that is uh, is, is well aligned with that. And uh, you know when you throw when you throw things on top of it, like mergers and acquisitions, for example, if you have a particularly uh, acquisitive company, uh, you want to make sure you're buying the right companies. So when when you put data in front of the decision makers, um, that again that data has to be right. It has to be organized in a way that we can make that decision briskly. And then ultimately, when the company is acquired, we have to we have to integrate their data. 
So data vault, as you know better than I, Cindy, uh, you know, is, a, is an additive concept, right? You add tables, you add sources, you, you build from today. You don't, you don't go back and change things. You don't get your magic eraser out and, and do a lot of, and do a lot of ad hack changing like you do in other architectures, right? So, you know, you put all that together and then the prescriptive nature of the methodology uh, by definition de-risk the project because you don't have renegade, you know, hand coders out there doing whatever they want. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing adds up to business value pretty quickly. The challenge I see is you got a lot of proponents of business value, or, or excuse me, a lot of proponents of Datable that don't necessarily speak in these business terms, right? So, you know, how do you convince the CEO uh, of a company or a CFO that the data vault's right for him or her? Uh, you can't go in uh, guns blazing talking about raw vault and business vault and all the rest of it, right? It's got it's got to be in a language that they they can appreciate. And I, I suspect you resonate with that as a as an instructor uh, teaching people how to not only install data vaults but how to actually talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I do have to talk to the the students often because you know our classes are geared toward. I would say the IT professional, a lot of people that have been in the business for a long time, providing data, provisioning data and things like that. And so to remind them uh, that, you know, first of all, collaboration with the business when they're developing these solutions is absolutely required because they have to understand the business from the business's perspective, not from the data. And, um, and getting them to talk in those terms has always been an interesting challenge um, to get them out of their comfort zone. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, it, it, it is a, it's truly a coaching uh, type of role that we end up playing sometimes as instructors, getting people to learn how to speak differently, um, especially when we run the workshop, it really comes through uh, you know, pretty strongly about what the natural habits are and they tend to fall back on them. And it's like, no, 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 start with the business. How would you speak to the business? What are their terms? Yeah, so, yeah. And, and sometimes that's intimidating, right? You think about uh, professionals in the IT department that are very skilled at uh, writing code and, uh, you know, getting things done right, documenting their work, uh, you know, making sure that requirements are addressed, uh, you know, completely and, and accurately. There's a, there's a lot there that's not get out of your chair and go talk to the business. So it's a, it's a little bit, in some cases, I think uh, it's it can be a big ask even, um, but I think it's an essential uh, ask, right? So I guess the first thing is we have to make sure that the community of developers is aware that this is an important notion. And then, uh, you know, how, what what behaviors can I then engage in to literally get out of my chair and start and start talking to people, right? And you know, you can you can get ahead of the game if you're a public company, read your annual report. If you're a private company, go go talk to somebody in finance or in marketing. You know, learning the business is uh, is crucial when it comes to delivering value from data. It's not just about getting the tables built, you know, per the per the specs that I have in the you know in the time frame that I'm giving it. But I, I think that's the I think that's the growth. I think that's the opportunity. Yeah, and I also would say, you know, when you're talking about um, <laughs> getting teams to get up and move them out of their chair, I think uh, I actually had this discussion with Kent Graziano yesterday um, on a on a podcast that we had, and um, we're talking about you know the whole focus of agile and and teams that claim to be agile and organizations that claim to be agile, and yet collaboration is difficult, if not impossible, to achieve, which is the key, uh, a large part of being agile is absolutely collaboration with the business. Um, 
and I, I, uh, I think that uh, one of the questions that Kent asked me is, what do, you, what do you see as a barrier to organizations becoming agile? And I said, well, the organization itself <laughs> is probably the biggest barrier, right? Um, the people working out of their comfort zone and getting out of breaking the habit of um, sort of uh, developing in isolation. And a lot of people say, well, I don't ever do that. And I'm like, yeah, I think you need to step back and take a little bit closer look at how you're actually um, behaving in your environment and how you're actually uh, putting effort into going to the customer, to the business and getting the business out of the mode of, you know, agile simply meaning rapid delivery. That's the, I think there's a misperception on both sides. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, but for those that do it, I mean, I guess I could make this comment uh, having seen it firsthand over and over those that, that do develop the initiative, the will, to get out of their chair and become a, a true partner with the business, they are uh, they are on a fast track in terms of their career, right? People people recognize that. So uh, as business people report up to their chain uh, of command, uh, you know those that are in IT specifically in in helping mine and manage data, uh, that that person's going to get a lot of attention a, a very, in a very positive way. So you know for those uh, I, I would say that are developers that. Uh, you know, that are that are certainly curious about career development. It's not just about expanding your skill set technically, right? I got to learn Java or I got to learn whatever the latest technical fad is. But to actually develop these skills, uh, it, the, the recognition curve comes very quickly. And, uh, you know, those that do, I, I think, really excel. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, being a, it's really developing people skills, which is what you're you're talking about here. Um you know, and going back to Data Vault, it's all people, process, and technology. And there's no isolation, and those three have to work together. Um, I have a sort of a question on that too. Um, sometimes people are afraid to approach the business because, you know, oftentimes the business says we're too busy. Uh, you know, we don't have time to meet with you, and and um, there's a sort of a sense of a. Um, sort of a disregard for the importance of having that meeting with the IT team. Um, and so if you were coaching, I would say, coaching an IT group about how to approach the business and how to make that less painful and have more um, engagement there, what would you, what are some of the things that IT does that I guess drives the business crazy when it comes yeah, to approaching yeah. them? So this, so, so that's a great question. This, this concept of being ghosted by the by the business, right? So I'm, you know, I'm I'm all inspired as a as a developer. I go try to get the meeting with my, uh, you know, with my VP of marketing or whoever it may be, and they just won't accept the meeting. They won't return my calls. And you know, I sit down with my boss. What do you want me to do? I'm doing everything I can. Well, why why do they ghost you? Because they don't perceive that it's going to be a value. Right. Business people, uh, regardless of personality and all the rest of it, are just busy. Right. So I don't I don't want to deal with something that's going to waste my time. And in the worst case, let's start there. You go to the meeting, assuming you get it and you've got a nice uh, sharp number two pencil and a, and, a, and a clipboard and you say, right, well, I'm here to understand your business. What what is uh, what is your business? I'll, I will write it down. What are your needs from the data? What what kind of. And sometimes every once in a while, the business person will have the appetite to just you know explain that in in specific vivid terms that you can act on. But in most cases, they can't do that. There's a, there's a concept of, uh, I'll know it when I see it. Uh, I, I'm not totally aware of, uh, of how I wanna see the data until we get started. 
So therefore, back to the question, how do we do this productively? You show up with a conversation, not with a pencil and paper. And how you can be very productive in that conversation is to bring a prototype with you, bring something that we can look at together. So Agile is a, uh, you know, is an evolving iterative process, uh, but it has to start from somewhere, right? What's the, what's the starting point to get the party started? And I would argue that comes from the, 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 the data manager, the IT developer. And if you can come to the table with something that says, look, I, I, I'm really sincere. I'm really trying to make this as productive for you as possible. And here's, I've gotten started. Here's, here's where we are. And then the business person can react to that. Now, you, now you're off and running, right? There's a, because the, the, the IT person means well, certainly. And if you could just give them the answer, they would probably program it, uh, you know, just so. But as I say, that's a, that's a hard thing for a lot of business people to do. I'll know it when I see it is, is something you can probably relate to. It's a little bit like art or, you know, anything else yeah. that's subjective, right? You just, I, I know it when I see it as a little too profound a theme. But the fact that the data vault provides the foundation I've got, I've got, I've got tables. I've got lineage. I've got, uh, I've got a doc trail. I know how to go get source data. So if I need to go pull in another source, if I need to go uh, alter history in some way for this particular business problem, uh, bring that to the table, right? Bring, bring that to the conversation with the business person. And uh, uh, you know, look, uh, I think you're ten out of ten, right? You're, you're, you're always going to win with a with a strategy like that. You're, a, it's a value add conversation instead of a clipboard and a pencil, right? That's which, which sort of is a non-starter. Yeah, no, I like, I like that um, approach. I think that's something that can be uh, uh, definite. I want to say exploited, but definitely exploited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can say that. Yeah. Um, so with regard to that, um, so you're talking like at the, at the business, if we want to talk about like management, like um, middle management and things like that. Um, I wouldn't imagine having a, uh, if you're trying to get to the C-suites, you're trying to talk to your chief executives, like how, um, how would you approach that? And I'm thinking more in terms of um, uh, getting them to discuss risk, you know, because I feel like that is probably first and foremost on their minds. You know, how do we mitigate risk in our business? How do we mitigate risk with regard to competition? Um, and things like that. So from a risk perspective, uh, from the view of a CEO, which you are, um, what are the kind of questions that uh, perhaps someone could evoke to begin that discussion with, with a C-suite level person? Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a challenge just because the, uh, you know, the gap is pretty, pretty big when it comes to talking to a, an executive, particularly of a larger company. But you can reconcile that gap very quickly by getting at the the risks that are directly associated with data. So, you know, risks associated with, uh, you know, getting sued or employees behaving badly, or you think about the wide net of risks that a company has to has to manage. It's a it's a pretty big net. But when it comes to when it comes to data, the obvious one is breach and security. So, you know, some, somebody's getting access to something that they shouldn't, uh, whether in a nefarious way or, or just in a, you know, just a sort of an innocent way. And so how do, how do we, how do we help the, the executive understand that that risk can be addressed in part uh, by, by an architectural and prescriptive approach uh, like Data Vault? That's number one. Number two, I think this concept of the data is right is a, is a massive risk issue. Um, 
and, and it comes under the theme of data quality, which can get dismissed sometimes as, well, you just go buy a tool, go get one of, go get one of those data quality tools, right? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's really way more complicated than that. Uh, but again, having a, it's almost like a philosophy, a, 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 an attitude of how are we gonna address our integrity of data? So when we make decisions, we're taking a new product to market. We're thinking about uh, making a price increase. Uh, we're uh, thinking about opening up, opening up a new geography or, or turning off a geography based on the cost accounting that suggests it's not very profitable. These are massive decisions that executives are paid to make. And to say, uh, yeah, well, I visited there and I, I, think, I, I think the operation's upside down. We're going to close that down. I mean, that's, that's the old managing by intuition, right? But if you can, if you can get to managing by fact, uh, which of course is desirable and most people try to do that, it immediately goes to uh, this test that says, is the data I'm using to make the decision correct? Is it accurate? And on what basis is it accurate? So something as simple as margin, gross margin in the, in the financial accounting sense, right? Um, when, you start, when you start allocating costs across, across regions, uh, and you make a decision to shut something down because you think it's unprofitable and you're like, whoops, uh, hang on, Th this data didn't include this fixed cost that gets amortized across the region. They pay for 40% of that fixed cost. If I shut it down, now somebody else has to pay for that 40%. You know, those are the kinds of things that drive executives crazy. So to have data, uh, you know, we used to call it in a cheeky sense, the single version of the truth. I don't particularly like that phrase because it implies that all data has to be in one place and, and it's not, you know, it's not consistent with data mesh and some of the other concepts of democratized data. But it is, it is relevant in the sense that that, that data has got to be right. And so how, how does an architectural, prescriptive, uh, well-modeled approach to building a data vault mitigate that? Uh, translate that. Ask, ask the question, where are we relative to, uh, you know, to solving this problem? It's like, oh, yeah, we just bought vendor X. It, it's, all, it's all resolved. There's, a, there's an education there that says, well, no, hang on. You know, uh, they deal with part of the problem. But, but uh, this, this foundational element that can be delivered through Data Vault, uh, that's, you know, it's in, part, it's in part bits and bytes for sure. But it's, it's, it's a philosophy. It's an approach. It's a you know, it's something that you're getting behind that goes directly to, um, you know, to, to scratching the itch. So I, I would say those are the those are the kinds of things that executives, you know, look for. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to go address risks associated with lawsuits from sexual harassment and all this other crap that people have to deal with when it comes to, you know, managing, uh, you know, managing risk. But this this data risk is is right in our wheelhouse. We should be able to mitigate that. Yeah. And the other Part of risk I was thinking was also on uh, from the business. Like, what business risk are the CEOs concerned with that could be, I would say, um, influenced by, uh, I would say, integrated data or a good view of their entire enterprise? If we think about data as sort of um, uh, providing a, a predictive or a prescriptive analysis of how the business is doing. Um, those risks also are, are perhaps closer to heart for what they deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Would you agree with that? Oh, or? To totally. I mean, I, I, the way I put it crudely is, um, well, let, let's take a step back. You think about maturity models of different customers relative to data, right? That it's, 
you, you start with uh, a, a reporting uh, mindset, like what happened? Show me a report. What happened? And then you move to this analysis phase, like, well, why did it happen? And then you get to the prescriptive, or, or, not prescriptive, excuse me, uh, predictive analytics, like what will happen, trying to predict the future. But I think the, I think the ultimate ask that all executives have on their, on their brain, and this includes ripple down through the organization, is how do you bend the future? How do you, how do you use data in such a way that you can not only predict the future, but you can alter the future? And in many cases, this has to do with discovery of new data sources, new ways of integrating the data, new way of thinking. It's classic data science, Cindy, really, right? And yeah. that's, not to, that's not to say the fix is go, go hire 14 PhDs from Stanford that are, <laughs> that, are all, that are all great quant guys, right? I don't necessarily mean it that way, but, but there, is, there is a concept of, um, of, of discovery. Uh, what are the patterns? So, uh, you know, when you think about customer retention, uh, how, how much of that is in the way that we as an organization are operating? What, where, where are we flooding up that give the customers reasons to leave? But better stated, how do, we, how do we find patterns in the way customers behave before they leave? What clues do they give us that they're getting ready to leave? So do they start paying their bills late? Uh, you know, as an as a as a crude example, right? So, oh, um, what is the what is the tenure of and the training profile of those that are uh, most customer facing? Do I have do I have clerks or do I have tellers or do I have drivers or you know somebody that's touching the customer? Um, are we asking them to do more than uh, you know they have bandwidth to do? So they're doing it. They're doing a half-assed job. Right. These are these are straightforward business questions that have answers in data. What's the hiring profile of these people? What's the training profile of these people? Are the successful ones? Do they have less less stops on their route or less or less people coming through their queue than those that are successful? Is it a bandwidth issue? Uh, you know, on and on and on. So, in in the effort to continue to optimize our business, and all businesses are 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 the same in the sense that the challenges. Uh, are, are presented in a portfolio that kind of looks the same, but every every business is different in terms of where the focus is, right? Are we trying to optimize margin? Are we trying to uh, grow market share? Like, what are we trying to do as, as, a, as a business priority? And I think your point about integrating data is massive, right? So as I consider where I'm brainstorming, I'm at the whiteboard, what, where are the clues that we can continue to improve the algorithm? Uh, it immediately goes to, hey, data guy, Go get that data. Go get go get that right. And so, in the old world, uh, you know, yeah. Hey, I'll get I'll get back to you in a month. Well, in the data vault world, you know, I'll get back to you tomorrow. I'll get back to you Monday. You know, and that's the I think that's the that's the difference when it comes to business risk. Because uh, if you're not doing those sorts of things, your competitors are. They're stealing your business. Uh, your employee turnover turns into something that's higher because you're not looking after them correctly. You know, like whatever. There's a, there's there's the old shit happens metaphor, right? That's, that's, that is, that is real life in business. So to the extent data can mitigate those risks, those business risks, you know, bring it. And again, I think, uh, I think data vault goes a long way to, to helping there. Great. I, I love the uh, bending the future analogy. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I like that. I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no royalty charge whatsoever. Go for it. Awesome. So with all of this being said, so Monday's track um, on, uh, at, the, at the conference, um, you've done quite a bit to bring some uh, pretty significant um, uh, uh, business uh, folks in to talk to uh, our, our more techies. 
about, you know, business and the things they're concerned about. What are you looking forward to learning from that business track uh, this year? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm most looking forward to uh, taking the temperature of the audience as the day goes along and just uh, I'm anticipating uh, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of like, wow, this is this has been here all along and I didn't know it. You know, it's one of it's one of those things, unless you open the curtain to that closet, you don't really know that this is there. So I think the whole the whole vision I have, Cindy, is that the Monday program turns into this 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 awareness, this curtain opens where people go, oh, I get it. I, I see I see what's going on here when it comes to a business perspective. And in order to make that happen, we've invited a few execs. Like we've we've got the real thing showing up. Uh, a, a gal named Meg Rush that comes out of the healthcare industry. Now she actually has in her organization a data vault, but also on the stage is a, another gal named Ken Morsham that's out of the logistics business, but so very different than healthcare. But and she doesn't have a data vault, right? So this is this is not meant to be a a, a data vault. Uh, you know, infomercial kind of day. This is right. really meant. This is really meant to be a chance for executives to tell their story. Day in my life, these are the things that I have to do. These are the ways that I goal my organization. This is how I measure success. This is how I measure failure, and this is how data and ultimately the technology behind data is important to me. And so, if you're going to walk in my office and say, you know what? Uh, senior leader, you know, we, we need one of those data vault thingies, then uh, I, I, I've, only got, I've only got appetite to have one thread of discussion. And it, and it, starts, it, it starts with, well, why? What, what is this going to do for me? Uh, and so the, the application of the, of the data vault technology, I think this is, I think this is the bridge. So, uh, you know, the, those that have to uh, build and install data vaults are always going to be technical. We need them. But, you know, it's, it's required. But this translation, this ability to jump a bridge or, or cross a bridge and talk to execs that have no patience and in varying degrees even have aptitude. I mean, you, you got some non-technical people that are like, look, don't, don't, don't give me anything associated with technology. My eyes are going to glaze over. And in other cases, they do have a technical background, kind of, sort of. But even in those cases, you've got you, to speak in their terms. So back to Monday. Right, Meg's going to talk. Kim's going to talk. We're going to have some old faces like Kent Graziano on the stage, and we're just going to grill him about his personal experience about talking to execs. Like, what is that? What is that like? What has worked? What's not worked? So the objective, Cindy, I think, is by the end of the day, as hopefully we have growing enthusiasm uh, among the patrons as the day goes along, a real aha moment that says, "I, I get it." And for those that, that can and are able and have the kind of job to get out of their chair, they're going to feel motivated to do that and go have a more productive dialogue with the business and ultimately with execs. Uh, those that don't, uh, that really uh, are, are gold and um, you know spend most of their day you know behind their desk, maybe they work from home and all the rest of it. At least they have an awareness. At least they know where this is going and why it's important. You know, look, I I think the data vault. Um, Gosh, how do I put it? The movement, the you know, the, the 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 ultimate idea that's taken up around the world has gotten uh, lots and lots of attention from the technical community. I think those those that have had to do data projects before, the good old fashioned way, dimensional models, ODS layers, you know, third normal form, blah blah blah, can appreciate the can appreciate the the approach. But 
at the end of the day, that's not that's sort of not good enough if we're trying to put that in front of execs that are going to fund these things ultimately. And then once they are funded, are expecting business value, right? They don't they they don't want, hey, look, I, I just look at all these tables I built. Isn't this great? Well, no, that's that's kind of not the point. What what are we doing relative to the to the issues we've covered here in this podcast relative to customer retention, customer growth, customer acquisition, uh, margin optimization, all of those business related things. That's where that's where the rubber meets the road. And I believe uh, at least my hope is this Monday program is going to go a long way to start, uh, you know, start telling that story. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be um, quite an education. I also feel like there's going to be a number of people who feel like they already know this. <laughs> you know, there's going to be people sitting in the audience and say, oh, well, you know, I, I know how to talk to the business. I'm hoping that there's going to be some aha moments there as well with regard to how the business really wants to be approached and the things yeah. that are really, really bothering them, you know, yeah. um, which I, well, think I can, I, I can tell you, I know, I know many of these speakers uh, firsthand. They're, they're, this is not going to be a BS session, right? This is not going to be, this is not going to be flowers and, uh, and classical music, right? This is, <laughs> this, 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 this is going to be the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm really looking forward to on that. Um, so for the audience, uh, you know, that's going to be attending, you know, um, there are certain business roles or something that, you know, could potentially attend and also get some value out of this. And uh, if you were a business person, which you are, but <laughs> if you were thinking, hey, do I attend something like this on, on Monday? Is this going to be too technical or what? might I get out of this as a business person versus a technical person? Oh, um, yeah, I see. Because historically, it's been, it's been a, there's a lot of technical people that get a lot of value out of the conference. You're saying if we're going to nominate business people to go, who, who would those business people be? Is that yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I, would I, they I, find value in any of the other parts of the conference, do you think? Well, I, I, I think so. It, I, I would stop short of I want to send my CFO, right? I don't think you go right to the top. But I think if you, <laughs> I think if you think about analysts, those that play with analyzed data that have uh, historically, and this is a pretty common pattern, those that have historically written off the IT guys as too slow, too too out of touch. I've got to do my own. I've got my own little investment in DBT over here and I'm doing my own thing. I don't need those guys. Uh, this might be a real wake up call to say, well, what risks are you really taking when you're over there doing these renegade uh, data marts in your in your corner office? Uh, how about risk? Uh, how, about, how about governance? How about these things that you're not paying any attention to? And ultimately, they have the same the same assumptions that I talked about earlier in terms of data quality, right? They assume the data is right. Well, is it right if you're not following prescriptive, uh, well documented patterns? So I think I think if we get into uh, analysts, middle managers, those those that exercise uh, their their own analysis around data, so they're they're a little bit technical. They play with tools. Maybe they can even write a little SQL. There's you know sort of like technical light kind of people. I yeah. think I think I think could get get amazing value out, out of the program, right? And I'm I'm hoping that um, you know, there's an old there's an old metaphor that you know if you have a mountain and I'm digging one way and you're on the other side of the mountain digging the other way, do we meet in the middle and have one tunnel or do we end up having two tunnels because we just go right by each other? Right? <laughs> so 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 my hope is we're going to dig one way on Monday coming from the business towards the technical folks and then the rest of the week we're going to have the technical folks coming towards the business can we have one tunnel at the end of the week and if we can pull that off 
I think the, the door is wide open for mass, mass quantities of value add for, uh, for, for analysts uh, that, that play with and exercise data. Because there, there's a lot of those folks, right? I'm not sure I can rattle off all the, all the job titles, but right. you, get the point, you get the point, right? It can be any, anybody, it could be in marketing, it could be in sales operations, it could be in, uh, it could be in factory operations. Uh, th- those that are trying to exercise data, consuming it, analyzing it, and solving these business problems, uh, I think we'll get a lot of value out of it. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking of data scientists too. Um, oh yeah, understand sure. and yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to neglect them because they are, they are more than technical light, right? They they understand technology and will appreciate the value of what uh, you know what integrated data and how they can access, right? Because you, again, you know this better than me, but a data scientist can go at it at that information mart layer. They can go at it at a raw vault layer. They can go at it at a, at a, at a business vault layer. It's all, the world's their oyster when it comes to mining the data. Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually really excited about Monday myself because um, I've gotten some uh, great insights this last week uh, while I was gone. So, um, Anyway, uh, I'm excited because I, I see what's coming out. I'm excited about what's happening for that whole week and the way we're changing things up. I think it's going to be a lot of fun um, again this year, but uh, new things being introduced. And this Monday business track, uh, I am really, uh, I'm going to have my ears open wide to see if some of the things I've been doing for so many years, you know, need to be uh, transformed, if you will, right? To, well, to yeah, that, and that's the beautiful part about it. I think we're, we're all on a journey. Some are further along than others, but everybody can get better. Everybody can get better. And I think that's what that, that this day affords that opportunity. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Um, and I am looking forward to you're doing a presentation, right? On on I'm gonna I'm gonna be a I'm gonna take on the panel with Kent and uh, okay. and, uh, and some of the others, uh, trying to get them to uh, uh, reflect uh, on their on their experiences with uh, you know with business people. So yeah, I'll be there in full force. No worries. Uh, <laughs> look forward to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you, and and we're looking forward to the changes and seeing how all this works out because. Uh, I'm excited what you're bringing uh, to us, you know, with these these ideas and ways forward. So um, anyway, well, thank you so much, Mark. Um, uh, I will be talking to you again soon and we will uh, be looking forward to having you back on the podcast. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Good day, everybody. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you.